there's a, a group of verses that would kind of convey to you what we do is this, as, as Hebrews 10, 23 to 25, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promises. I just want to say that that's, that, that's an a absolute truth about God. If he has promised us something, if he has, if in, in his word, there's so many different things that that are filled with promise that says, if we do this, this is what the blessing would be and different things. And no matter how much it looks like it's not happening, he is working to do his will and purpose because he is faithful to keep his promises. Can anybody agree with me? Yeah. Has he been faithful? Yeah. Many Sometimes it takes way longer than you want. Okay, let's break it down like this. Most times it takes way longer than you want. But at the end of the day, we are seated on his, on his promises and on his word. and He's faithful. So let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as people, some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And so I just want to say to you that RS1 Motivational Media, everything we do is to inspire people to do what God is to call them to do or just to be obedient to what he says he's saying to you because people's lives and their eternity rest on that. If someone think of if no one had, had spoken the gospel to you, or a friend didn't actually give you a <laughs> give you a verse or just did some something in obedience, just think about where you would be. How many are glad that people followed the call in their hearts to reach out to you? Huh? Sometimes we take that for granted, but there's people that are in our midst that are whose eternity is on the line that it's now our turn to be faithful. And so as I just uh, I guess that's that's really our heart. It's to inspire people to prophesy life through the dry bones and in places and wherever we go and just to see life. It's not my responsibility to, to bring it, to, to see it come to pass. It's my responsibility to do what we need to do. And today, even as we're here in Lackawanna, and um, I, get, I could just, you know, as we are missionaries, we do different things. I could just share a little bit about what we do and how we do it. But I just believe that God, there's people in here whose, whose eternity, not only who your destinies are in the balance. You've been through a really hard time. And, you, and it's like the enemy has kind of caused you to walk as a victim. But God has given you everything you need to live the life and also to be free from the chains of sin and death and walk free. Because, um, wow, time. As the time of dying ends and the time of living begins, to some it makes no sense, but here's the evidence. Everything that could have happened has happened and you survived. You've been barren without and struggling, and now it's time to thrive. See, it's hard to start living when you've been living dead. It's time to adjust your thinking, get things right in your head. It's like you've been on life support, just waiting to flatline. You felt your eyes closing, but that was only nap time. You came close to losing faith, but you never crossed that line, and you only dreamed this day would come. Well, now is that time. I know you've been burnt, and you just see ashen remains out of death comes life before joy this pain i know you've been in drought but here comes the rain because hope is being restored to your life again you ask where and when well here is where and now is when the time of dying ends and the time of living begins now 
Thank you so much, Dan, for just allowing us to be part of today. God bless. Wow. Well, you know, uh, it's so good. And, you know, the last time I was with you, I got to share, and this is just a part two. I hope you enjoy that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just want to say this to, to you. I, I come in here today, and I just, as I, as I uh, come in through those doors, and we meet, meet some people, and I just stand in there. And I'm like overwhelmed by the heart of God in here. There is a, there's like a, a, a tangible heart of God in here. And it's one of those ones, and it's almost relentless. It's like that web that you were talking about. That when someone, you know, it's like, why are people so angry? Because they just haven't received enough love yet. Why are people so insecure? Why so people? Why are people are feel so isolated? It's because they've been separated from the love of God. They've been separated in relationship from people, and so they they become just real jaded or real have a whole bunch of walls up because they're wounded. Not like a place in your your skin that scabs and then heals, but a place in your soul that's numb but still feels. Days, months, years of your life, this wound steals. It's like it was yesterday. It was so real. Wounded, we like to say that we're not, but we erect walls around. X that marks the spot, the dull throbbing pain that won't stop. No matter how many pills that are popped, wounded is the lens through which we see our life, our world, distorts reality and keeps us from being the people we want to be. But there's a cry in our heart, a cry to be free, wounded. Yes, you got a raw deal, but please don't think your fate is now sealed. There's a truth that's always been revealed. No matter how big the wound, any wound can be healed. And there's a lie you may have assumed and you may have assumed it. But the truth that breaks the lie is that you don't have to live wounded. I believe one of the biggest things that keeps us back is the condition of our heart. And I call it the, oh, I just started just now, calling it the forgiveness muscle. Some of us, our forgiveness muscle has been paralyzed. That we're stuck in moments of trauma and things that have happened that cause us to, when we think of even stepping out or even loving people or receiving love, there's this big old massive barrier that, of distrust that's right there. Where, you know what, I'm just going to stay insulated or stay with this wall around me because I've been hurt so much. Has anybody experienced that kind of stuff? I mean, if you've been in ministry, <laughs> it's amazing that you last over 20 years without just, <laughs> with just, uh, just crawling up and dying. You know, and I'm just so thankful for, to see Pastor Dan and his heart. He has a... <laughs> we're, we're much older. I obviously look less much older. Um, <laughs> I, I meant that in an honoring way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but to see, he has this, his heart while we was a youth. Was a youth. Uh, he, just by being him, God has showed me more of God's love. There's things that were unlocked during that time that God used him to do that now 
I mean, over the last few years, God, I mean, God's using me to do. But to see, see his heart for people is only expanding, and uh, people know he's real. He's, what you see is what you get. The world doesn't need any more performers. <laughs> they need people that are erect for Jesus and have an authentic love and passion for people that they can only say that all these the Christians may be, I've, I've seen Christians be that way, but that person's for real. And I see that in this church. I see that God's formating, formulating something that goes beyond your mindset, that goes on by what you see. It's like Steel City Church in this location was a plant, but it was like almost some, uh, something was stuck in the ground in the city, and it's only begin, beginning to flow out from there. And it's like, and I just want to say this to you, that even the thing that he, he put on your heart, the way, and he did it strategically, the way that he did it. He, and I, I haven't talked to you <laughs> in a long time, so he'll know if I'm lying. Um, but it was strategic, but it was resolute. It was like, bam, I can't not do it. And so I say this to you, that there's things in your life that God has put there. And he says, if you will only obey, if you only walk it out, I'll take care of the rest but I'll show you things that you've never seen. And for us, Dolly and my family, uh, the first tour, my, one of my kids won't point her out. Be, they weren't very sure if they wanted to go. And there's, because it was, it was, it was crazy, because I hadn't traveled in 15 years as far as in ministry. In 2016, I was up in the oil field uh, selling, um, Selling some undercarriage parts for big old uh, machines, and uh, and anybody knows me, I'm not mechanical. And it's really funny that I remember this. I was going in a mine site, and I heard over the the intercom, "Oh, we have a mechanic out here looking to go look at a, a dozer." <laughs> I killed myself laughing. A mechanic. <laughs> he calling me a mechanic. And if you knew me, you'll, you'd be laughing too. I've had this, this said to me, that uh, I know there's a God because of the things that God has used you to do over the last 10 years is way beyond your skill set and ability. I'm like, I don't know how to take this, but all glory goes to him. Right? And I think that in, in our lives, even you see Peter, he did what on not... That he went beyond his capacity because the Holy Spirit led him to. You look at all the disciples. You look at the uh, different people, even modern day people that said yes to God. And he's the one that rocked the party as we move, as they move forward. And uh, even in this time, I just see that this is an incubated, incubatory time. I don't know if that's a word, but it, it came out. Huh? It is now, right? Come on, Wikipedia was oh! Um <laughs> It's an incubatory time, an incubation time, where now the heart that you've had is now being transferred down to the people, and God is start uh, uh, bringing things up in your lives. What's your vision? What's your passion? What is the things that he's, he's calling you to do? It's not about just the pastor. It's not about the, um, the professionals doing it. I, 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 and I get that. Even here, I can feel that it is not about that. But I'm saying to you that even the same spirit that, that's in him is in you, 
The same spirit that's in me is in you. The same gifting and destinies that he has placed in us to walk out, he's placed in you. And so he's a God that does not give things without purpose. And there's a reason why some of y'all are staying up at night. <laughs> there's a reason why, why some of you are not even praying because you don't even want to hear what God has to say on certain issues. Because he will wrestle with you until you let him have his way. Anybody experience that? <laughs> Anybody experience that today? Because mm-hmm. whenever it goes beyond our comfort zone, then our mind gets into it and we shut it down. I will not do that. <laughs> God told me in 1997, the Lord told me to move up from Dallas, Texas to Canada where I'm at now. I ministered at a youth camp, and the Lord said, you're going to be moving up here. I said, no, I am not. I just released my album in Texas. I, it's, going, it's number seven on the charts. Uh, I'm set up with, I'm first, like the youngest guy out of the, that, that, those group of churches to be ordained at that age. And uh, the administrative staff at the church, they took care of a lot of my administration, <laughs> and I was, yeah, it was great. Then they called me, then that same uh, group that had me come up brought me up again, and God woke me up at 1.30 at night, and he said, do you want my kingdom or your kingdom? Hmm. I said, my kingdom. <laughs> no, like when you have those kind of impasses, or that, it, it's, it's like, is it him, his kingdom, or is it my kingdom? Really, that's what it is. Am I going to do what I want to do? Or will I say yes to what he wants to do? Ever since then, our thought process is that it's yes, un- it's yes to God unless it's definitely no. And he it gave me this question. Imagine be, being free from everything that keeps us from saying yes to God. We situ- situate things in our life for our comfort. And God's like, you want to be used by you want to be used by me, but I have no room to move. I have no move to, room to, uh, to, to lead because you have your plan. It's so strong and you're so stubborn. And how many have hit their head against the wall more than once? He said, no, I, you know, I believe I'll take it from here, Lord, and uh, we're going to do this financial deal, and it's going to be awesome because I have this feeling. How, how is the feeling afterward? You know, it's like, as I, and so as I, I stand in front of you with a lot of bruises, because I'm as stubborn as can be, I'm better now, because <laughs> I don't want to, I want to be, please him. I want to know that when I leave, leave this earth, that everything was poured out. And so we do crazy things. People get really, really, uh, what's the word? Uh, not, what's the, the word? Uneasy around us sometimes, because they're like, oh, I can't understand your life. It's messing with my comfort zone. I'm like, I don't understand it either sometimes. But dang, is it fun. It's the joy, the joy that we get to experience in seeing people's lives change and transform in different, all, whether it's like this or just sitting on the plane in the, or in the restaurant. It's so incredible. And so I just want to say to you, I don't know, I, 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 
I feel like I, that I have a heart for you guys. I feel that, that there's a reason and purpose why we're connecting. And I don't know what the future holds, but today, I want to, to you to tell you that even as I come here, that God knew where you were at. There's some of you that needed to hear some of the things that I'm saying because there's a call. He's calling you to, to step up. And you're just like, uh, I can't step up. I'm very comfortable sitting down. I'm, I'm a, very comfortable not standing out. But you, you're not, he isn't calling you to stand up for you, stand out for you. He stands to you, stand out for him. So that many people will see the work that he does in you and, be, and glorify him. And so I, 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 I mean, I could go on for long times. But I just want to encourage you. There's people here that have darkness working in your life. And I'm not, it's, I'm not talking about sinners. I'm talking about people that know Jesus. We struggle. We do get things to happen. And but we try to go it on our own, saying, I can beat that. I can I can I'm, I'll be able to get if I could just get over this and everything would be OK. Then just thought process. All your focus is on that one thing that you're trying to overcome instead of on the calling and purpose that God has before you are distracted, trying to make it on your own when you weren't made to. We are his body. We are to walk together. And this different one and, and men are the most. Men are the most stubborn. That's women would say that, but so women, you have your stubbornness too. Okay, we got over that one. Um, now here's starting fights. No point fingers. But it's stubbornness. I wanting our own way. We have this tug of war between us and the Lord, and He's saying, "Who's who's the king? Who's the Lord?" Whose kingdom are you fighting for, yours or his? And ultimately, we know that the answer needs to be yes. But some of us are not at that point of yes. And so that's why you're in that no man's land, <laughs> trying to make it on your own. When he says, repent, you have too much to live for. Wake up. You have too much to live for. And so um, before, uh, before I hand it back to my, my youth pastor, I'd just like you to close uh, different ones. You just close your eyes. And even as I've spoken today and just shared, there's different ones of you that are struggling with your kingdom versus his kingdom. There's different ones of you are struggling with some big issues. I mean, like, there's, there's so much things in this world that we get caught up in, and there's the spirit of condemnation that we, we, we judge ourselves, condemn ourselves before we're even able to, to feel the grace of God or the conviction of God. But the, the God is not mad at you. He loves you so much that he, he wants to do everything to get you right with him. And if, that's, if, if it's different words, different things that were said kind of pricks your heart, if you know that there's things in your heart that you, you know you, you need to deal with or there's a calling or something that God is a, a, a call to obedience to something that you've been fighting him and you just know you need to say, it's been so abundantly clear today that you need to say yes to him. I just want you to raise your hand. Come on. It's like, and, and, and this is the interesting thing is that, we are on the, all on the same level. So don't let your religiosity uh, keep you from saying, from responding just because of what other people think. It doesn't matter if you've been saved for five years or 50 years. We all got junk. We all got that next step. 
We are no, none of us are even close to being there. So if we could admit that, we can get unstuck and start moving forward. So just one more time, if that, if, if something, if that something reached your heart today, I just want you to, to raise your hand to him. And I just want to pray, Father, in Jesus' name, this morning is more, more than uh, about some people that go ministering all around. Today, this, this is about you and your people, God, and what you are doing and what you want to do. And so today, God, we submit to you. God, we repent for our rebellion. God, we repent for holding on to the things that we know we need to let go of. God, the, the bitterness, God, the, the, the sinful attitudes that, <laughs> that we have, God, the, uh, the things that we are allowing in our, into our lives. Lord, I, I pray that your conviction would be upon us, and God, that, and that your power and your grace that is so sufficient, God, that we would take hold of that and walk with you as we walk out that which you have put in us, God. So I pray in the name of Jesus for this people. I pray, God, that you would uh, speak clearly. I pray that you would, God, I pray for miracles, breakthroughs that need to happen, Lord God. And I got to, and more than anything else, God, I pray for deeper intimacy with you. Because it says in your word that those that know you will do great things. Greater thing, Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. And God, I thank you, Lord God, for what you want to do here in Lackawanna with Pastor Dan and this congregation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are at the brink of something new that God is doing. We've looked at about three buildings, and God has shut the door on all of them, which is really exciting because uh, I go by the green light one, two, three method. If it's a green light with God, you just keep going. If he closes a door, you look for another door, you look for another pathway, but God is, God is leading us, amen? Um, so we have this building. We have uh, the Box of Hope ministry that's uh, getting into the schools. Um, we have found favor with the schools. We have a backpack program that's, that's happening. We have... Uh, need of people to serve and to give and to love. But before you give, serve, and love, the first thing that you have to do is have a relationship with Jesus Christ that you know for sure how he thinks about you and what he says of you. Amen? Amen. So when we walk out in ministry, we're ministering based on what God says, not on our feel-so, but on his say-so. Amen? doesn't matter what you feel like. It matters about the promises and the presence of God. We walk by faith. Faith always needs a response. It's not a passive thing, faith is. So we heard the word of God today. Now what are you going to do about it? Are you going to go home and let it go? Or are you going to respond to God? Make some changes in your heart. My prayer for my life is that I have a new sense of wonder with God. Amen? A sense of wonder. You know, we, we speak of the gospel so often, and 
We know that Jesus died. We know that he rose again. We know that he was virgin born. We know all this, okay? And it loses its wonder and it loses its impact. Every day when I wake up, I have to say to myself, God, I'm so grateful that you chose me, that your love came after me. Give me the sense of wonder that you grabbed me, you, you pursued me, your love poured out on me. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us, lavished on us. He's lavished his love like a dump truck, poured it out on you. And now we're able to walk in that love. I want you to leave with this idea. What sin or what thing is ruling my life that Jesus must kill so that his life might rise in my heart and life so that I can walk in his wonder, walk in his purposes, walk in his love, and walk in his grace? Me and, me and Brian had a great time as, uh, together. We wrestled. We played football. Every Saturday, 11 on 11, tackle football with subs. It was awesome. I was young. I had life. And now to see what God has done in in Brian, as he says, it's all God. What God is doing in you, it's all about God. It's not about your insufficiencies, your inadequacies, what you think about yourself, your past, your brokenness, or your experiences. God takes all of that wraps it up in a big bowl, pours in the word of God and the Holy Spirit, and mixes up a nice brew of awesome ministry and wonderful ministry for God. Isn't that something? So I want you to think about how God wants to use you in our community, but in this church. Amen? Amen.